WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. And the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit WYNNBet.com. Dot com to start winning. What is going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. Colts Raiders here. Wanted to give you guys a preview as the Colts round out their home season finale against the Raiders as the Colts try to make a playoff push this week and try to get to the postseason the second straight year. So I thought I'd welcome on a Raiders guest himself, Mr. Kenny King, host of the Training Table, uh, part of the Blue Wire podcast, and also contributor to Just Blog Baby. Kenny, thanks for coming on, man. How are you doing? Doing all right, man. Uh, first and foremost, though, there's only one nation, and that's Raider Nation, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Our listeners would tend to disagree with you there. Uh, there's been a little bit of chatter, I know, all week between Colts and Raiders fans, especially yeah. around the whole CDC guidelines, all that crazy stuff. We won't get too much into that because we want to preview this game, obviously. But, man, both of our teams have been hit a lot with some COVID news this week, especially. And I think both of us maybe, um, from as a fan's perspective, a little bit thankful that uh, that that guideline change, we may be getting some of our players who got placed on the COVID list earlier this week back. And so I know like the Colts just got a lot of guys back here recently. You know, they got back their starting safety, Corey Willis. They got back Darius Leonard. They got back Quentin Nelson. They got back pretty much their entire offensive line to this point. Um, they got back a lot of players. I'll just say that. I don't want to list every player. I know the Raiders have had some issue uh, with a lot of guys on the COVID list. Out of all these guys that are on the COVID list, who are some guys that you think have the potential for the Raiders? Before we jump into the injury report, who do you think have a chance to potentially come off and be a part of this game on Sunday? Yeah, well, the good news is uh, a few guys already came off. So we had KJ Wright and Marcus Mariota came off yesterday or okay. came off today. Okay. Um, Mariota, obviously, backup quarterback. He does come in in some certain situations, generally short down situations uh, when you need to, you know, get a quick run or something in. Um, but getting KJ Wright is huge. You know, this Sam linebacker, the linebacker core has been decimated uh, by COVID right now. I mean, Perriman's out, Littleton's out, uh, Kwiatkowski's on the injury report. Uh, you've got Will Compton, who's on the COVID list. And so, um, the linebacking core is probably the, the the deepest on the COVID list. Hopefully, we can get a couple more of those guys back. I think Perryman will probably be back as well. Uh, and then uh, Casey Hayward is a guy that I'm looking to see come back. He tested positive on Monday. Um, he just needs a couple po- negative tests or go through the five-day protocol. Sunday would be that fifth day. So our Saturday would be the fifth day. So we would actually be able to get him back as well. Um, but then you look at guys like Darren Waller, who's already dealing with a knee injury. He's not going to be making the trip. And uh, Darren Waller's a game changer. But as you guys know, what we saw last year, Foster Rowe can play very well as well. And and he was able to, to you know hit you guys for that seam last year uh, and that, that big loss that the Raiders had to the Colts. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's interesting, man. We'll get into this, I'm sure. But, you know, the Colts have, you know, their defense has had their moments this year where they've been really good, where they have had their moments where they've struggled. But I will say consistently, uh, that's huge for the Colts because they have struggled against the tight ends, uh, even beyond yeah. this year. You know, they've struggled 
the last couple of years in this Matt Eberflus system they have. They've really struggled against the tight end, so that could be a really big thing there. I was going to ask about Darren Waller if he didn't mention him as well. So um, we all know Jonathan Hankins. Well, what's the deal with Jonathan Hankins in this game, former Colt, now the Raider? Is he going to play? Because I know he was limited the last couple days with that back injury. What's the deal on him? I believe he's going to be a game-time decision. Uh, his back has been bothering him ever since the Browns game. Hankins is a guy who has really, I mean, you guys know him well. We we've, we love him over here in, in Las Vegas. Um, he has been a incredible run stopper. He, he's great. He's one of our best run stoppers, um, which is a guy who I really want to have available on Sunday, yeah. uh, especially with the success that Jonathan Taylor's having. Um, but, you know, I don't know if he's going to be ready to go. Uh, his back has been bothering him since, like I said, since the Browns game. Uh, he's been somebody who's, you know, kind of been dealing with uh, de- dealing with that um, that injury. And so um, I don't know where he's going to be. And if he does play, uh, it may be on a limited basis. Gotcha. That's good to know. I know the Colts had a few injuries. They had Eric Fisher go out last week. He actually re- returned. He just stretched a little bit in practice today. But he is questionable if he doesn't go. Uh, Frank Reich said that Matt Pryor will go, who was filled in at some, at right tackle this year, filled in at right guard last week. So, I mean, we'll see. That's worth monitoring. Also, Jack Doyle, he went out of that game. He actually did practice, so I think he's probably more likely than Fisher to go in this matchup. The only player that the Colts did rule out was Andrew Sandejo. So we'll see what happens there on the injury injury front. I guess the big two big COVID things for the Colts, man, have to be obviously Braden Smith, who's the right tackle for the Colts, who – um, has been a rock ever since he came back from that injury he suffered earlier in the year, and then Carson Wentz. You know, I think Carson Wentz is kind of a similar situation where he could be cleared tomorrow, but right. we'll have to we'll have to see on Sunday, man. They have to make make sure he has no symptoms for him to go. We'll see on that, but obviously some huge news for both teams um, for getting a couple key guys back there maybe tomorrow, the earliest. So we'll see on those. Um, but I wanted to ask you, I forgot to mention this at the beginning. So the Raiders right now, eight and seven, you know, had some ups, had some downs this year. You guys have won two straight now after going on a two-game losing streak. You guys are right there in the mix, man, for that wild card matchup or the wild card spot there, one of those spots. How are you feeling overall about this Raider team this year? Because it seems <laughs> like it's about a, a yearly thing where we play you guys later in the season when the playoffs yeah. are on the line. You know, <sighs> I, I, I use this term a lot, and it's cautiously optimistic. Um, this team, when they're on, they're on, and they can't be stopped. When they're not on, they're off, and it's horrible. I mean, we saw the loss to the Chiefs. We saw the loss to the Washington football team. We saw the you know the loss to the Bears. And it's generally when this team doesn't – when this, something's going on with this team that is outside of their control. John Gruden's emails, Henry Ruggs, Damon Arnett. I mean, the Raiders have gone through so many different things this year that I don't think any any team's ever had to deal with, in especially in one season. Um, but one thing I will say is this is a resilient team. You know, they they lost four straight. Uh, they came back and won two. And they're showing resiliency. They're showing that, that this is a team that, you know, going into, you know, at the end of December, going into January, they're still in the playoff mix. They're still in the hunt. And these are two big games, right? The Raiders have the, uh, the Colts this weekend, and they have the Chargers next week. I mean, these are two huge games that could catapult them into the playoffs. And I think that, you know, it's interesting to see when you have a team, two teams facing that have playoff implications. Uh, there's obviously some history there between the Raiders and the Colts. You guys ruined our Christmas in 2016 when you broke Derek Carr's leg. And so, you know, it, it, there was last year where that game kind of put us out of the playoff mix as well. Um, and so there's there's always that that you want, quote unquote, revenge. But at the same time, 
I just want to see a good game. I want to see a good, clean game. And I want to hopefully, you know, obviously I want to see the Raiders win, but I just want to see a good game. <laughs> Man, that still bothers me. That 20, I was, I was pissed for you guys. I'll just say that. We had <laughs> it no was business. terrible. Yeah. We weren't even in the playoff mix. I'm like, Trent Cole, bro, what are you doing? Like, seriously. Cool. Like, well, Carr had no business being in that game. I'll tell yeah. you right now. Carr had no business being in there in the fourth quarter. Jack DeRio sh- should have pulled him. Are you finally ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. The excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. Get exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on the action with your favorite teams and players from the NFL, MLB, NHL, Gold, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. Right now at WinBet, you can find great promos, odds, and payouts from boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport. WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. Offer subject to change. Tough terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in a state where play through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I mean, I just hate that for you guys because I always love – I'm a big Derek Carr fan. I love Derek Carr. I, th- I love what he does. I always think he's vastly underrated, and a lot of people like to crap on him when things don't go well. But I personally a Derek Carr fan. I think he does a great job with you guys. I hope you guys keep him around. I mean, honestly, as, as selfishly as a Colts fan, fine, get rid of him, you know, because I don't want to have to see him every year. But I like Derek Carr. I think he's a he's a great player, and I think he needs to get recognized more for what he does. But we'll get into that a little bit later. But cool. I just want to get your perspective here on the Raiders. Um, all right, so we can maybe jump into your guys' offense real fast, kind of transitioning from the Derek Carr talk. And you guys right now, um, still a pretty good team overall in terms of yardage. Um, you know, you guys right now are fifth in passing. You guys, um, even though this, I know stats can often be misleading, 28th right now in rushing, so 17th in points scored. So you guys, your offense has been, it seems like, some hot and cold this year from you guys. What is your perspective um, from your offense right now? Derek Carr, I think he's, like I said, I think he's a good quarterback in this league. He certainly has tremendous weapon in Hunter Renfro, who has had a really big breakout season. We mentioned Darren Waller probably won't be in this game. You still have Foster Moreau. What is your perspective on this Raiders offense, specifically the passing game? Yeah, this team, <clears throat> they're really kind of coming into into their own again. Um, you know, losing Henry Ruggs early in the year um, really threw a wrench in a lot of the plans. And then bringing in Deshaun Jackson, he had a little bit of he had a little bit of time where he needed to basically learn the offense and get involved. And we saw him really get involved in the Cowboys game. Um, where the Raiders are having some success is, you know, Derek Carr is really good at being accurate. Uh, his, his, his accuracy is, is one of the best in the league. Um, and he's good at, at coaching his receivers on the field. Um, having a young group of receivers, having a guy like Zay Jones who works his tail off, having a guy like Hunter Renfro who just goes out there and makes plays, that makes things a little bit easier for Carr. Um, and then having that veteran leadership also with Deshaun Jackson. I think that where the the Raiders' areas of opportunity are is when we have Darren Waller in the game. Uh, when you have when you have Darren Waller in the game, it just changes the offense completely, and that allows the Raiders to do a lot more things. Because even when he's not getting the ball, he they're they're keying on him. They're they're double teaming him. They're going after him, and that gives that gets Foster open. That gets Hunter open. That gets Say Jones open. 
And so it gives guys more opportunities to make plays. Um, not having him in there, it does change the offense a little bit. And I think that that's what we've seen. We've seen the Raiders have went from, you know, averaging 25 points a game to averaging about 13 points a game. And I think that the big thing is not having Darren Waller in there. And and also um, just starting to get the running game involved. Josh Jacobs had his first 100-yard game last week um, of the season. And I think that that's a huge thing for the Raiders, too, is they want to be a team that's going to be able to run the football. They want to be a team that's going to be able to pound it down your throat. And if they can't do that, it gets them out of their it gets them out of their mode, and it changes it changes things up for them. Absolutely, yeah. You know, it's interesting, man, because if I would have looked at this matchup even a month ago, I would have been a little bit like I would have been pretty nervous, obviously, because I think you guys have a good quarterback, you guys have, have some good weapons. But it's weird, man, because this Colts team, for whatever reason, they started off so bad against the Pats. I mean, they were getting shredded 300 yards, three-plus touchdowns. It seemed like every week for the start. But for whatever reason, these corners specifically have started playing very, very well. I mean, they were even missing Rocky Asin against the Cardinals on Saturday because he was out with the COVID stuff. And they were still able to really hold Kyler Murray in this Cardinal offense, again, without DeAndre Hopkins, um, without – um, a couple other other wide receivers and tight ends as well. So you take that as you will. But, you know, they've been able to hold some actually really good receiver units um, to some little yardage, like guys like Chris Godwin, you know, and, and Mike Evans, um, different guys like that, Stefan Diggs, just to name a few. They've been able to hold some guys really well. And I think that has to be, you know, credited to Ibrafus in this in the system right now. And then they do get Rocky Sin back for this matchup. They have George Odom, who I thought filled in really well. He'll probably be the free safety with Andrew Sandejo out for this game. Um, what is your perspective? Do you think this is fair for me to say, I think the Colts could potentially line up and play well against this Raider wide receiver core and tight end core? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't think that that's, uh, I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility at all. I, I think that, you know, the guy that you got to watch out for is Hunter Renfro because he's sneaky. Yeah. He, you know, he, he his route running, he runs different routes than any other receiver in the league. And uh, we've seen, you know, we've seen some of the things that he's done. I think that that's where you're going to see some changes. But um, I, I think that this team, I think the Colts, this Colts team and this Raiders team, they match up really well. And there are, there's also areas where the Colts are, are better than the Raiders. Um, you know, I, I look at your running game and your running game matches up to ours in, in no way, shape or form. I mean, the Raiders have done really well against the run against the Browns and against the uh, against the Browns and against the Broncos. But we've also seen the Raiders do really bad against the run. You know, they, they allowed the Chiefs to run all over them. They allowed um, the Chargers to run all over them. And so the Raiders, it, it depends on what team you get. It all depends on the team you get out there. Uh, but I, I think that this could be a good, really good matchup. And I have to mention Kenny Moore because he had that insane interception last year in that matchup. I mean, my goodness, yeah. like what kind like I don't know what it is against like the Colts against the Raiders, but they have these like crazy one-handed catches. If you remember Mo Ali Cox a few years ago, I think it was 2018. I don't know what, what the deal is, man. I have no idea, but um it would be I'm just like, okay, who's next? Now you got one on the offense, <laughs> one on the defense. Uh, who's next? Yeah. Is it, is it Pittman? Is it, you know, Kenny Morgan? I don't know. We'll see. I don't even know if it'll happen, but it's just interesting how it's happened twice against you guys. And I don't really know why. Um, but yeah, I had to mention Kenny Moore because he did that last year and, and honestly got yeah. his first Pro Bowl. Well-deserved for Kenny Moore as well. Just wanted to throw that out there as well. Um, but you mentioned your guys' running game, and I wanted to highlight that real fast because like, I looked at the stats, and I was honestly a little bit shocked because you guys have Josh Jacobs, who I've always liked. I always thought was a good running back. But you guys come in 28th overall in, in terms of rushing. You mentioned he had his first 100-yard game, so maybe he's getting going a little bit. And I would say, honestly, man, it's weird for me to say this because last year the Colts were so good against this, but 
they've had hot and cold moments against the run this year. They've had moments where they've looked really, really good against the run. They've had moments where they've struggled. Right now, they're, I believe, 14th overall. Um, I thought they've done a really good job against the running backs. Last last week against Kyler Murray, he had that huge rush. Obviously, we don't think Derek Carr is going to do that. But what what's your thoughts overall on Josh Jacobs in this running game? Like, What's been going on with this running game? Why you guys have struggled so much this year, I guess, at least statistically looking at it. Yeah, no, I, th- I think that's a great question. I, I think the reason why the Raiders running game has been struggling is because of the offensive line. Um, they, the offensive line got blown up in the, in the off season. You know, they traded Rodney Hudson, they traded Gabe Jackson, they got rid of uh, Trent Brown. <clears throat> and so that was a big, you know, that was a big question mark going into the season. Like, what is this offensive line going to do? What is this offensive line going to look like? And then you lose Denzel Good in the first first game of the season. You lose R- Richie Incognito. Uh, he's out for the season. And so you're putting together an offensive line that's practically brand new. Colton Miller's the only guy who's returning. And so the the offensive line is finally coming into their own. They're finally getting better with the run blocking. Their pass blocking has been good, but their run blocking is finally getting there. We saw it against the Brown, or the Broncos last week where they were able to push guys back, get into the second level, uh, and actually start to make some holes for Josh Jacobs. And Jacobs, after he had his fumble against the Broncos, he decided to just run completely angry and turn it up in the second half. And that's really where we saw success was that the Raiders were able to run the ball successfully and they were able to push it downfield. Um, and I think that that's the biggest thing is the offensive line just coming together um, and and blocking the man in front of them, getting out of the, you know, get it, keeping it simple, getting out of the complex blocking schemes and just, you know, getting the guy in front of you. Gotcha. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting matchup because, you know, the Colts have – they have some, some pieces on this defensive line. They haven't been great in terms of getting to the quarterback, but I thought they had their best outing against Kyler Murray in this offense last week. You know, being as shorthanded as they were, I thought DeForest Buckner, I thought Quiddy Pay, I thought Dio Adangbo, all those guys, even Al-Qadim Muhammad, I thought they did a really good job, not just against the pass. So, you know, they I thought they got some good pressure consistently, but also against the run. What is your thought on how your offensive line matches up against this Colts defensive line? Well, DeForest Buckner's a dog. I mean, that yeah. guy is he he is a dog. Hey, there's there's no way, shape, or form to to describe it differently. Um and, and looking at him, I always think of like the Khalil Mack situation where you just you trade a walk in Hall of Famer and the the fact that you guys were able to get him is it's still insane to me. But uh he's he's an absolute dog. Uh, you guys have a good pass rush and you guys get after it. the 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 Colts defense is good and it's you know the the Raiders are going to have their they're going to have their struggles with it um but i do see I, the one bright spot on our offensive line that i look at um is Andre James or i say two bright spots Andre James has been playing really well coming into his role as a center this year uh, and and Colton Miller has been playing as a top 5 tackle this year and Colton Miller i think is going to be the difference maker in the game and keeping keeping the pocket clean for Carr we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay. Well, it's good to know because, you know, you mentioned how they were so decimated by injuries and stuff. It's like, how do they bounce back? You, yeah. you know, the Colts were missing half their offensive line, pretty much their entire starting offensive line last week, and still were able to somehow find a way to pull that game out. At one point, man, it was crazy. I don't know if you were watching that game, but at one point, the Colts had one reserve lineman left on the roster. Wow. Like, it was that bad. They were already decimated by COVID. They had two guys go out. It was it was just mad, insane, man, insane. So, you know, we all wow. know how important that depth is on that offensive line. So I just was curious how that unit would match up. Let's switch uh, to now this Colts offense. You know, it's interesting, man. I talked about this last week, actually, before the Cardinals game as well. Carson Wentz is so overshadowed by Jonathan Taylor and what this Colts running attack has done this season you know he's been he's a leading rusher right now everybody talks about Jonathan Taylor MVP I think he should definitely be in that conversation but you know nobody really talked about Carson Wentz in this passing offense man and everybody had the question okay can Carson Wentz go and win the Colts a football game when it matters and you know he had his struggles he wasn't perfect against the Cardinals but when it mattered at the end of the day Carson Wentz was able to lead the Colts down and really put the nail in the coffin in that Cardinals game and, you know, in, in, no, in no part, you know, he he obviously has done a great job, but I thought a couple of his weapons actually did a really good job as well outside of Jonathan Taylor, you know, specifically Michael Pittman, T.Y. Hilton, to name a few of those guys, Mo Ali Cox as well, who you know, you know, because he had that one-handed catch. What is your perspective on Carson Wentz, on this Colts passing offense? How do you guys think you could potentially take advantage um, of him? Because you guys have a pretty decent – uh, pass defense right now from looking at the stats. And that's going to really come down to who's healthy. Uh, if we get, you know, we got Brandon facing back this week, which, which helps a lot. Um, I think the biggest thing is, is Casey Hayward. If Casey Hayward is available, that changes things significantly in the past defense. Uh, he hasn't allowed a touchdown all season. Uh, he hasn't allowed a touchdown. I think is like 700 snaps or something like that. And so um, Casey Hayward is going to be that difference maker if he's available to go. Uh, but the other thing too, is you got to look at the pass rush. It's got to be Max Crosby and Yannick Ngakwe. They, they have to get after it. Uh, and Max has been doing an incredible job uh, getting after the quarterback, creating pressures. He's leading the league in pressures right now. Um, and Yannick needs to come back and, and and get some sacks as well. But I think that that's the biggest thing, is that the, the pass rush is going to be the difference maker in this game. Yeah. I mean, you guys might have a chance. We'll see what happens with Eric Fisher. But even when he's been 100%, he's had his struggles this year, you know. And, and Max is – yeah, Max has had Eric's number for – for, for some time, even when he was with the Chiefs. So no, gotcha. that'll, okay. be a, that'll be a sight to see. Yeah, and it, he's no slam dunk to play in this game either. If he didn't, it would be Matt Pryor, yeah. who hasn't played left yeah. tackle all year. You know, he's been more of a right tackle, right guard. So that would be potentially a place that you guys could take advantage and get some pressure on Carson Wentz um, all night. You know, so I think, yeah, you're right. If, if the Raiders can get after it and get some pressure on him, um, but even if Braden Smith doesn't play, then man, it's it's a bigger issue. You know, if Braden Smith doesn't play, Matt Pryor's at right tackle, and then Julian Davenport's at left tackle. I mean, he's going to have a field day against Davenport. I'm just going to say that right now. He's probably one of the worst tackles in the league right now. So if I don't have to <laughs> hey, see him, we got Brandon Parker. So <laughs> oh, you see, so you get it. It's it's not fun. You're just like, oh crap. 
You know, so yeah. it could go from the Colts have all their offensive linemen to the Colts are down two tackles. Hopefully, for the Colts' sake, Braden Smith is back at right tackle, and then we only have to deal with one guy down. We'll see exactly what happens there. But, yeah, I, that, I think that will be key, man, is just can the Colts protect Carson Wentz? And, you know, talking about, you know, Jonathan Taylor, we have to talk about Jonathan Taylor, who I think, outside of that big run he had, was actually held in check pretty good uh, against the Cardinals. They kind of figured him out a little bit. Now, again, the, the Colts were down half their offensive line, pretty much their entire offensive line at one point. It was actually crazy. But the Colts, Jonathan Taylor still had over 100 yards, and the Colts are still, this season, undefeated when Jonathan Taylor has over 100 yards. Um, and you guys right now, I, I kind of looking at the stats a little bit, um, you know, you guys have had your struggles against the run this year, although I will say you guys have done a really good job the last two weeks to kind of contain some of these guys, specifically the Browns, I think was the most impressive what you were able to do against these Browns running backs. What are your thoughts on Jonathan Taylor as a player and how you guys have to potentially attack this Colts offense to try to slow him down in some way? I mean, Jonathan Taylor definitely should be in the MVP conversation. He's been playing lights out this year, and it's it's interesting because <clears throat> he was somebody that everybody was knocking coming into the league, right? Everybody was like, well – is this guy why do why do the Colts need another running back? What do you you know what are you doing with this guy? And he's just he's lit it up. And so I if the Raiders are going to stop Jonathan Taylor, they have to one dominate the line of scrimmage. Um, and that's where I talk about Jonathan Hankins. If Hank is available, he helps with that. He's able to plug up the he's able to plug up the gaps, uh, really get in there. Phylon has been doing a really good job as well. He's on the COVID list right now. Hopefully he'll be back. Um, but really it's winning at the line of scrimmage and, and being able to stop that and then not allow Jonathan Taylor to bounce outside. And the other thing is, and I talked about this the other day on the radio, is that if you let Jonathan Taylor get or if you get behind Jonathan Taylor, you've already lost. You have to get in front of him. You have to hit him. You have to put your you have to put your helmet through the numbers, and you have to drive him and and tackle him. Actually, body tackle, no arm tackles. You can't let him get past you. Uh, and that's where the Raiders are going to have success. If they don't do that, it's going to be a very very long day. Yeah, I mean, and it's going to be a little bit tougher now. Obviously, the Colts getting back. Quentin Nelson and Mark Lewinsky, both are starting guards, and Ryan Kelly, their center. So they're getting a little bit more stronger on that interior yeah. specifically. So it'll be a battle, man, especially if Hankins goes. It's gonna be it's gonna be a dogfight in there. I really feel like it. Um, you know, obviously I have confidence because I've seen him do it pretty much all year. Um, but yeah. you know what? Like the Cardinals were able to take advantage and they had a good game plan. And, you know, it might fall on the shoulders of Carson Wentz to go win this game if indeed he does play in this game. And uh, you know. He's proved some things to me, but obviously I would like to be able to run the ball at will um, and not have to rely on Carson Wentz. As much as I support Carson Wentz, you know, I just I want Jonathan Taylor to go crazy, you know, because that just helps yeah. out everybody. Kind of like you mentioned, if you guys can get the run game going, it helps everything. It helps your passing offense. It just helps everybody. So, um, yeah, it, it would be an interesting matchup to see. Um, can the Colts, you know, because the Colts have – actually, it's interesting, the Colts – earlier in the year, went against some top rushing defenses, and they actually just completely decimated them. We'll see, man. You know, every game's different, but the Colts have had some teams that they played against that thought they were going to shut down Jonathan Taylor, and he's just run wild on them, you know. So we'll yeah. see what happens exactly. But he's definitely, I guess, has to be your first priority to stop. And I think every team oh, yeah. that at this point. So we'll see, man. That's job um, one for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I wanted to talk about the turnover battle, though, because – Interesting to me because the Raiders right now, um, they've struggled to get some interceptions. I think they're actually the last in the league in interceptions right now. 
And you guys are actually negative nine in the turnover margin right now. Talk to me about that because the Colts are one of the best teams right now in terms of not turning the ball away and getting takeaways. What do you think? What do you? What is your perspective on how the Raiders have kind of struggled this year to do that, and how the Colts have been super opportunistic this year at taking the ball away about every game? Yeah, um, for the Raiders, getting the turnovers has been. It's been they're going after it. They're getting after the ball. They're going after it. It's it's just opportunity. I think that there's a couple. There's been a couple dropped interceptions. Um, I mean, you see them after the play. They're they're going in there trying to strip the ball out. They're trying to do everything they can to to create turnovers. It's just not there. And you know, you go through a little bit of a slump and it gets frustrating. And then all of a sudden, it all it turns on. Uh, but that's one thing the Raiders have struggled with over the past few years is just getting turnovers, creating turnovers. I think the last time the Raiders had, you know, uh, a big turnover season was in 2016, and it was actually led by Reggie Nelson. Um, and so that's, you know, that's one of the things there. I think on the on the giving turnover side, uh, the Raiders have had issues with fumbles. Uh, it's been, you know, Derek Harsman, you know, he's he's always had issues with fumbles. And that's, you know, one of the one of the knocks that the Raiders Raiders fans have is that he fumbles the ball a lot. I think he leads the league uh, in fumbles not and in fumbles lost. Um, and so that's one of the situations where we talk about is, you know, keeping the ball in Derek Carr's hands, not turning it over. Um, Josh Jacobs has had a couple uncharacteristic fumbles. Uh, Foster Moreau had a, you know, a couple fumbles. I mean, it was literally, I was watching the Chiefs game and I knew it was over the first play of the game when, when Josh Jacobs fumbled and the Chiefs, the Chiefs recovered and scored. And so the biggest thing for the Raiders is they got to protect the football. They got to not put the ball on the ground. Uh, and that's where they're going to have success. But also for the Raiders, it's just being in the right place and just holding on to the ball when they get the interception that comes their way, if it comes their way. Yeah, and it's interesting, man, because the Colts have actually, outside of that Tampa Bay game, they've actually taken care of the ball extremely well this year. You know, Carson Wentz, talk about a bounce back here in terms of not turning the ball over. Yeah. He's done a really good job. He's had a few fumbles early on, you know. Had a few. He had a strip sack against Tampa Bay. And that was like the the game where the Colts were so uncharacteristically bad at turning the ball over. They had five turnovers in that game. They haven't done that since. I mean, they they barely turned the ball over. So I think that could be potentially something that we're going to have to watch. Like the Colts not turning the ball over, and the Raiders at least struggling a little bit to take the ball away. We'll see exactly what yeah. happens. Anything can happen, man. I mean, the Colts can have an off day just like anybody, but. I mean, in terms of the stats, it seems like that could potentially go in the Colts' favor in this matchup. But um, I wanted to kind of end, before we get to the score prediction, which will be the last thing I, I ask you here, I want to ask you two questions here. First off, who is one player on your offense and on your defense who you think needs to step up in this matchup? Hmm. I think offensively, you're going to, I'm going to want to see Josh Jacobs step up again and get a, have a big game. I think that, that that's going to be where the battles won is on the ground. Um, and I want to see, I want to see Josh and, and, and Jonathan go head to head. I want to see that running back battle. I'd like to see, you know, a physical game. Uh, defensively, it's going to be Max Crosby. I think he's going to, and it's not even stepping up. It's, I want to see Max continue to do what Max does and just continue to get after it, get after the quarterback um, and, and make some plays. Gotcha. Okay. Just curious on that. I think for me, the offense has to be – I mean, I think it has to be the left tackle. Whoever's in that left tackle has to step up against yeah. Matt Crosby because that's going to be a big game. I mean, that's going to be a big matchup that I'm watching in this game. Whoever wins that that battle, I think, could be a really big contributor to how this Colts offense goes. If they're humming or if they're struggling, I think it'll really come down to that left tackle, that battle with Max Crosby. We'll see. And then I think defensively, I think the Colts have to get – I think it's going to be Colton Miller versus Quiddy Pay or whoever's that defensive end. 
you know, if they can get pressure on Derek Carr early and just make him uncomfortable in the pocket like they've done the last couple weeks, I think that's going to be a big key thing to this matchup. So it's interesting. Left tackle and defensive end for the Colts, I think, are going to be big in this matchup because those two things have struggled this year in certain moments. And if they can step it up like they had the last couple weeks, I think the Colts are going to be in good shape. But, Kenny, one last thing. I really appreciate you coming on, man, um, giving a little bit of your time here. What is your final score prediction for this game? You know, the Colts actually have not been as great at home as opposed to going on the road. What is your score prediction in this game for Colts versus Raiders? I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people think, and I think that it's going to come down to maybe one of the last plays. I'm going to obviously I'm going to pick the Raiders to win because I have to, um, <laughs> but I'm going to say 30, I'm going to say 31-27. Okay, gotcha. You know, I I just think, man, I, I watched that game on Saturday, and I know the Cardinals are struggling. I know they were out a couple of players, but the fact that the Colts were able to go in there and win, you know, I tell you what, like. To start the year, it seemed like the Colts were doing everything in their power to lose football games, you know, everything. And they had multiple overtime losses, multiple single-digit losses. It was just ridiculous. But this team just continues to refuse to lose no matter what the situation is. I mean, they're hot, man. I think we could argue right right there with Kansas City, the Colts are probably one of the hottest teams in football right now. Specifically in the AFC, they're probably one of the hottest teams. So I do think the Colts are going to come out here and they're going to play very well. You know, I, I want to give credit to the Raiders because they have one, two straight. I don't want to just look past them. But I do think the Colts are going to win this game because, I mean, they, they played the number one seed in New England when they were the number one seed. They beat them by 10. I think the Colts are going to beat the Raiders by 10. That's just my perspective. And I'm going to go 30 to 20. But I do think, honestly, it could be a turnover away or a strip sack away from this completely flipping on its head, you know. But yeah. I do think it's going to be a good game. You know, I do think the Raiders come up, are going to come out and play hard. I just think the Colts personally, you know, and this is a little bit of fandom, I know, um, but I do think the Colts are going to come out hot. They're going to come out energized because knowing what's on the line, they could secure a playoff spot if they win against the Raiders and get into the postseason the second year straight under Frank Reich. So, yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. I mean, honestly, I can see it going either way, but I. As a fan, you have to say your team's going to win. If you go into a a podcast and say, uh, I think we're gonna lose. Like, yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't do that. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not even mad at you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. I mean, unless you're like one of those bad teams, unless you're like a Lions fan, or oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, if I'm a maybe, Lions fan, I'm, maybe you can. I, say. I, yeah, we're taking an L every week if we're the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I will say though, I have picked the Colts to lose a couple times this year when they were really struggling early on. But you know, they've given me a lot. They've proved me wrong a lot. You know, the last couple yeah. of weeks, I will just say that. So I can't go against the home team. I think they're going to want to do it for their fans, want to do it for Ryan Kelly and his family. You know, he's coming back. I think it's going to be a really emotional game for him. I don't know if you saw what happened there, but just tragic, man, with with losing, you know, your daughter. Um, That was just that was just awful. But great to see the Colts rally around him. I do think they're going to win this game because they want to get into the postseason. They don't want it to come down to weeks. What is it? Week 18 now. They don't want it to come down to that, man. They don't want to have to go to Jacksonville where they have struggled. And, and rely on some other teams to win them um, and get them into the playoffs. So I think they're going to come ready to go. They seem like they've been prepared the last couple of weeks. They've been really locked in and focused. So we'll see in this matchup, man. But uh, thank you so much, Kenny, for coming on. I really yeah. appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely, man. As I tell everybody this, so I'll just tell you this as well. Good luck on Sunday, but not too much luck. Because I want the Colts to the playoffs <laughs> this year, man. But thank you so much for coming on, man. No really doubt. appreciate it. Appreciate you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.